Sometimes in life, you just need some coffee. And sometimes in life, you just need some coaching. This is the Coffee and Coaching Show with yours truly, Will and PD, bringing you the latest when it comes to personal development, leadership, and overall business coaching. Helping personal trainers, gym owners, and online coaches become the CEO of their business and life. Make sure to follow us on Facebook and inside our Facebook group, the Online Personal Trainer Community. This is the Coffee and Coaching Show, and we're bringing the fire. Let's go! We are back with another episode of Coffee and Coaching. I, I don't know why we call it coffee and coaching because I'm the only one that drinks coffee anymore, but that's all right. Hey, listen, I will make a coffee comeback. I, everything I do every day is built to one day have coffee again. So just just wait. One yeah, day we'll, your, we'll cheers. That's all that matters. Um, water. What we're <laughs> going to talk about today, guys, is tips and tricks aren't the solution that sticks. Say that 10 times fast. <laughs> And why people don't care about what you're doing, they care about what they need. So with that being said, um, how do I want to start this? So, you know, a couple of years ago, uh, I was obviously an online coach and so was PD. And a lot of the things that we were doing when it came to content and marketing uh, and strategies like that were really driven or based around providing uh, value but that value was more so coaching based off what we thought people wanted versus what people needed. And as a result, what I ended up being was essentially like Google, where I was providing these tips and tricks and strategies on macros and and all these other things. But at the same time, so was everybody else. So for the longest time, I struggled to really understand what my clients wanted what they needed and how I as a coach needed to show up for them. Mm. It's like assumption based marketing and assumption based sales kill your business so quickly. And oftentimes we're not even aware that we're making these assumptions. You know, it's, they're just like these belief patterns that we're projecting onto others and just believing that they might think that way. And because that's the case, I do X right. Versus, you know, something super simple and easy to change that is to just ask them and find out and and actually understand what it is people need versus jumping to the conclusion of what you think. And I mean, one of the reasons why we just, I think that was a brilliantly written poetic line to open this about the tips and tricks, because it rhymed, you know what I mean? The tricks and the sticks, it rhymed. (laughs) But the point of that is like, that's exactly what Will was saying. If you go like look stuff up to be able to be informative to people, that's great. Yeah. The fact that you think that's what they want to hear from you is authoritative, knowledgeable things. Well, actually what's more important to them is what they're currently experiencing right now today that's preventing them from feeling however it is they want to feel or doing whatever it is specifically in their life they'd rather be doing and it's got them stuck. And like all these tips and tricks that you can provide them, it's cool. It might give them a temporary relief, but is it something that can actually fit into the overall perspective and beliefs that they have and lifestyle that they have that's going to stick and make it work for them? 
you know, and I think I, we see all these people providing, you know, these, you know, again, these videos about macros and workouts and nutrition tips and guys like your, your clients don't care. You think they do, but again, you're making assumptions. And one of the beauties of the way that we do things and the way that we teach our clients is again, never assuming anything. And number two is just asking questions. I mean, our business of why it's so successful is you and I's ability to continue asking our prospects questions, which gives us a deeper insight on what's really going on so that we can create content based off what they need, not what we think they want. And one of the mistakes I made earlier on last year was that here's the three tips and three tricks and three things that you can do to make more money when nobody really cares, right? They're like, thanks, Will. It's like if you're doing client interviews yep. and ask them why they continue working with you or what about your program was so amazing that they really loved and their answer is your macros, that's a problem. Yeah. That's a, it's a problem. It, it honestly means what you're doing is you're selling really expensive fitness and nutrition and making it like a boutique, boutique style coaching program. When in reality, like somebody doesn't like the people that are struggling with achieving the things that they want, don't want to hear about your macro program. It's no. not something that's going to be revolutionizing to their life or transformative to their beliefs or creating some kind of real impact in their life other than there's another dieting trick and although it might work for some of your clients you really have to ask yourself is this a business that i can grow and scale off of when i'm basing why my clients work with me on something they can go find on google by themselves i think this is one of the challenges that we see most often from gym owners trying to transition online and i think it's important that we talk about this a lot of gym owners and personal trainers are really good at what they do in person, right? Because they're actually providing a service, which is the workout, the nutrition, all those other things. When they try to make that transition online, they've never really coached anybody in a capacity the way that people need. So a lot of people that make this transition from gym owner online coach actually don't really enjoy online coaching because they don't know how to be the coach their clients need. And this is big. And I don't think anybody's really talking about this, that we see so many gym owners who are like, yeah, I tried online, but I didn't like it. I didn't enjoy it. Well, why? Well, more times than not, because you're not actually coaching. You're giving people things that you think they want. Well, it's also part of it is like they lack the emotional connection. They're like, I really love the intimacy that I have when I work with people in person. But that's because you're doing it wrong. I'm not saying you're doing it wrong in person. I'm saying how you're transitioning it to in online is you're doing it wrong. Because in fact, you have more of a capacity and more of a willingness to shape how people see you as a problem solver online than you do inside of your gym, right? Like you, you got into helping people transform their lives and it wasn't only fitness and nutrition that got you there. There was a, a different perspective or an understanding or a belief pattern I would imagine that was deeper than just the fact that you got up and did curls and ate the right food every day, right? Did and curls so, every day. <laughs> right? My internet is being unstable, so I'm, I'm running around. This is We're this doing is, mobile coffee and coaching today, guys. This is how you pivot on the fly. Pivot, pivot. 
No, but really, that's the thing, though. Like, oftentimes, I'm hearing on calls that people are like, well, I don't like the idea of being online as a coach because I don't have that connection with my clients. But in reality, I mean, ask our clients how much of a connection we have with them, how often we're in contact with them, how much access they have to us. But in reality, what we're just in the comfort of our own home. All right. And we get to design the, the solutions that we want to solve for the market. So I guess that question really comes into, into question here is the assumption of, do you want to sell fitness and nutrition as the primary basis of your coaching program? Or do you think that's what people want? Yeah. And if either one of those is the answer, it's going to probably bottleneck you eventually because there's just too many people flooding this market and the information you're giving isn't proprietary. It's not going to change the world and other people can catch up very quickly who can market and sell better than you and wash you out of the market. You know, that that's really the beauty of why authentic attraction is so effective, right? Is that authentic attraction doesn't have anything to do with the macros, the workouts, the stuff, because let's be real. You can find 99% of that on Google. So if you're depending or your basis of your coaching program is based off the stuff that you give your clients, I'm sorry to tell you guys, you really don't have a business, right? And they're not paying you for the stuff. What they need is they need a coach. And if you do not develop yourself into the coach that your clients need, then guys, you're going to like, again, you're going to get washed under the table. Well, I will because- say it's, they do have a business, but what their business is, is very fragile. Yeah. Because it means that, when somebody else's stuff gets better than yours, because the, the world is constantly evolving, your stuff is going to need a transformation. And if you yeah. keep selling the same stuff over and over, unless it's working like gangbusters and you're doing six figures a month, the reality is that you're going to have to learn how to pivot in your business and adapt and understand what your market needs now versus what they might have needed even a year ago. I mean, realistically, let's take that into real consideration. We had a pandemic that basically took the majority of all gym owners across the world and personal trainers and made them lose the entire opportunity that they had in their life of how they made a living and they had no choice about it, right? The pivot was to go online and provide an alternative opportunity. You see how what people need now changed drastically from what they needed a year ago. And that's going to continue to happen. It may not be at that same velocity of drastic nature of how much change they would need, but people's emotions, people's, the way that they look at life right now, their belief patterns, they're run down, right? Like just the overall psyche of people is run down and not in the best place. That leaves the door open for great coaches to be very successful, to help a lot of people and actually get paid what they're worth. 100%. 100%. Yeah, I think it's interesting. You know, I don't think anybody was really prepared. You know, when this whole, you know, Corona happened, you know, everybody just kind of scrambled and it's, it's, it's honestly sad. You know, a lot of these gym owners who, and personal trainers who put their everything into the business and really didn't have the framework, the coaching, the capabilities to pivot online. And then they tried to, and then the way that they didn't, didn't align with who they wanted to be and how they wanted to show up. And now they're still scrambling to figure out any solutions. And, you know, we're seeing gyms close down left and right. So I think, again, the, the most important thing is understanding that, you know, people need coaches and the people that are showing up in the most authentic way and really connecting with their clients on not just a physical, but an emotional and mental, you know, capacity are the clients that are the coaches that are going to do the best, right? 
And, uh, you know, it's interesting because we see our clients inside of the environment who used to own gyms, who used to be gym owners who are thriving online and not only thriving, but loving what they're doing more so than they're like, why, why do they have a gym anymore? Right? Yeah. I mean, I think something that comes into consideration with that is like, as coaches ourselves, our emotional stability and continuity, right? Okay. Yeah. Because it's very easy as a coach, I'm sure we're relatively empathetic and have a deeper understanding of ourselves. So we understand other people as well. And like when you're, when you don't, when you're lacking that stability emotionally yeah. to stay in a place where you can serve at a high level, that fluctuation is going to lead you from imposter syndrome to the top of the mountain and back. And those drastic falls and those drastic declines and how you're feeling make it very challenging for you to show up and create the business and attract the people that you want to have on a consistent basis. So like coaching is not an easy business. And, and I certainly would not say that come into the coaching business if you just want the easiest life ever. It requires something of you, but that's kind of why we're here in the first place is to show up at that level because that's what fulfills us. Why else would we be coaches? Like the, ever, the, the whole idea of coaching requires your energy and it, it, it it's there to improve the quality of other people's lives who clearly have things that they need to get fixed that requires a lot of your energy, right? So I'm not advocating this being an easy job, but I'm also saying that if you want to be successful at it, having a framework in which you carry yourself every day to get your emotions in a place where you can stay consistent enough for you to be successful, because it doesn't matter you know, like what strategies you're using, what tactics you're using, how aligned you are with your business. If your energy personally is fluctuating consistently, it's not going to matter. I mean, you're, you're not going to be able to show you the way you think about yourself, your business, your life are going to get in the way of you being able to help people at the highest level. I can't tell you how many calls I listen to where I'm literally clearly hearing the coach be in a not great place mentally and emotionally trying to help someone else. Yeah. How, how is it possible that you can do that? And so I think there's just a lot of people who maybe come into coaching and think because they've had it figured out, there might be some ego involved and don't check themselves and don't, I can be guilty of that myself. But when I realize that like, when I don't do those things, I'm not the same standard of myself that I could be when I am. 100%. And I think it's important that coaches understand that like when you're coming into this business, having some stability, having some emotional the, or the tools to get yourself emotionally in a good place so that you can show up at the highest level and be the coach that they actually need. Yep. I mean, coaching is an exchange of energy. It is. And, you know, it is a very demanding, you know, job, you know, I don't want to say job, but it, it is very demanding, you know, and as much as you give right to your clients because you want to support them, you want to help them right? Emotionally, you are constantly giving. And I don't think a lot of people are mentally, emotionally prepared to give that much in that capacity. And what happens is when you do so, this is one of the reasons why we hear people burn out is because I'm giving, I'm giving, I'm giving, I'm giving, yet you're not doing anything for yourself. It's right? It's kind of sabotage though. It's like, I'm giving, I'm giving, I'm giving, I'm giving, I'm burning out. But when in reality, why wouldn't you just give to yourself a little bit, yeah. right? And so it's almost as if it's like, I'm trying to burn out because this isn't what I'm supposed to be doing, or this isn't what I want to do. 
But in reality, you just have to figure out that like, it just takes a little bit every day to get you into a better place, to show up for your clients at a better level so that you can perceive their problems with a more thorough perspective so that you can actually provide them real-time solutions versus your brain processing what they're providing you with, the, with your own personal conflict being you know, the, the mirror that it has to go through so, or the filter that it has to go through. So yeah, it requires a lot of responsibility as a human being to show up as a coach every single day and make it something you can do consistently something that people should consider when they're coming into this business, if they want to make a bunch of money or if they want to have a lot of impact. 100%. And I think, uh, you know, one of the conversations that I have with our clients pretty frequently is just, you know, is about the boundaries. And, you know, when we get into this business and we start doing well and we start making money and everything's going well, like we very often don't really, especially with people that have success really quickly, Right you know, is that they're not setting the boundaries in place, not doing the things that they need to, to be able to take care of themselves. And they're just like, well, my clients need me and I need to be doing this. And I need to be doing this. And they just like lose their identity in their business and their identity becomes their business. And I wrote a post about this or did a video about this the other day that, you know, one of the things that caused me to burn out last year or over the year ago was that I forgot who I was right? My identity became my business. And you talk about the emotions. Actually became your busyness. Your yeah. identity became your busyness more than your business. You know what I mean? Like how busy you felt like you needed to be for your business to be successful. And like, we have new clients come into our program and they're like, should I be doing this, 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 and this? And I'm like, no, no, no. Okay. You doing more is not providing you more anything, but overwhelm. No. Right. And so like this whole idea of being busier <laughs> doesn't make your business better. I hate to say this. This isn't, this isn't me trying to be on this whole advocation of like, you don't have to work hard to be successful. I'm simply saying you don't have to be busy yeah. for your business to work. Busy, busy, busy. Yeah. But it's true. I mean, that was, that's what happened is that, you know, and you talk about the emotions, you know, yeah, I was busy and I was doing things. So if I wasn't busy, if I felt like I wasn't productive, what happened? Right. I would get into this negative mindset, this negative patterns, these negative self-talk of, oh, I'm not doing enough. Oh, I'm not working hard enough. Oh, I'm not hustling. Oh, I, I, I need to be doing more. And my energy was up and down all the time based off the my busyness in my business, which yeah. nobody. It's funny how we as coaches teach self-talk, but are not aware of our own self-talk enough to actually make a transition and a change to understand how it's impacting our business. Like, okay, cool. You can make good decisions about your self-talk when it comes to how well you work out or how often you do that or how consistent you eat well. But what about the decisions you make in your life? What about the emotions that you're feeling? What about the, the ideas and the beliefs that you create when you're in that state of mind? And it's a constant thing. You know, I think everybody for some reason thinks it's like a destination, right? I've made it. No, emotional and self-development is something that you constantly have to do. Get to do right you have to it's not something that all of a sudden you're like i made it i'm emotionally concrete nobody can touch me yeah, oh, no. somebody i just got a message from a client like that was a big thing for me is again we talked about boundaries you know i used to wake up pd and i'm sure a lot of clients can relate first thing i would do in the morning man is i would check my phone do you ever do that like oh yeah phone, you see a message from a client and you're like ah uh, yeah <laughs> it's just going off you know, and I think one of the things that we've helped our clients with is the boundaries and is the energy and really 
filling up their cup so that they can show up as a better version of themselves. And we're developing them into not just better coaches, but just better people for themselves and for the future and how they show up. And it's really incredible when we get these messages from our clients, just, you know, Hey, I've never felt so uh, amazing this morning and not stressed, not anxious, just excited about what I'm doing and why I'm doing it. Yeah. And that's also, I mean, it's a choice. You know what I mean? That's why it's so important for us that we advocate to our clients to recognize that like how you're perceiving your business is a choice as well. Right. Like what you have to do or versus what you get to do. I mean, I really do want to have people perceive their life again outside of their business, going back to working a nine to five. Like just think about working or having to work for someone else other than yourself or having to listen to somebody else tell you what to do. Like you get to do this as a living. This is just sit at your house and help other people get better at their life. If you put things into perspective, it's pretty cool. So, you know, like all those complaints you have are all relative, you know, what's the alternative? I'll hear all the time where people are like afraid to make the wrong decision to join the the program because what happens if they don't fail? But like, have you considered what it's like to stay feeling that way forever? I mean, I can't imagine. I think we should leave it there. Let's just wrap up. Well, that's it, guys. Uh, If you guys make sure to subscribe on Spotify and iTunes, give us all the stars. I don't know. Do they do stars on iTunes? Is that what they do? A thumbs up? I don't know. But reviews would be nice. Yeah, reviews would be nice. So, guys, I'm going to drop the link to our iTunes below. Uh, Make sure to subscribe and give it some thumbs up. And as always, we appreciate you being on for another episode of Coffee and Coaching. Peace. Peace.